bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. So, I'm going to talk about three big choices today. Three big choices that each one of us must consciously engage ourselves in. Three big choices. The first big choice you have to make is what you choose to feed on. What you choose to feed on. It's a very important choice. You say, oh, pastor, is that, that, that a big choice? Oh, yes, it is. Because in all these three choices, I'm going to look at the first three major choices that Adam had to make. The first three major choices that Adam had to make. And I'm, going to, I'm applying that to the first three important choices that you have to make in your life. The first one, what you choose to feed on. What you consume into your system, what you put into your system, what you allow to enter into your life. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 4, 15 and 17, the first choice that was faced with Adam, with mankind, it says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. What you choose to eat, what you choose to feed on. I want you to note in this passage that man did not create the garden. He found the garden after he had been created. It was God who created the garden, and God created several trees, many options, and he put man in that garden. So right from the beginning, man is saddled with options and choices. There is a garden of Eden. It's a beautiful place. There are many trees. God says you can eat of any of them freely. But of this one, you don't have to eat. The first major choice each one have to, of us have to make is what you choose to feed on. There is a right thing to feed on and the wrong thing to feed on. Now, when I talk about what to feed on, I'm not just talking about food, although that's important, but there is something far more powerful that we feed on that we have to choose. And that has to be the words we hear, the books we read, the words we use. Because the words you hear, read, and use consistently shape your personality and your outlook in life. The words you hear, read, and use consistently shape your personality and outlook in life. Words carry messages. And the words we hear come from many sources. It can be conversations, instructions from books. But those words you feed on will determine who you become. 
If you feed yourself on words of hatred, you will be very hateful. If you feed yourself on a diet of fear, you will become fearful. If you feed yourself on a diet of lust, you will be lustful. If you feed yourself on a diet of love, you will be loving. If you feed yourself a diet of faith, you will be full of faith. If you feed yourself a diet of holiness, you will be holy. What do you feed on? Now you have a choice. You have a choice. You have a choice which words you want to feed on. You have a choice. Which conversations you want to participate in. You have a choice. Because if everybody around you is conversing and the conversation is profanity, you will feed on profanity and you will be profane. If everybody around you is talking and their words are full of hopelessness and you feed on those words, you will start feeling hopeless about life. Because you are what you eat. What words are you eating? What words do you read? What words do you listen to? I know that because of technology these days, most of us have our radio stations set. Our, our cars, when we have radios, we have the car, the, the radio station set. And most of us constantly, we wake up in the morning, we are listening to a radio station. We get into a car, we listen to a radio station. And wherever we are, we are listening to words. Have you ever considered the impact of those words you listen on your life? Have you ever considered the impact of the kind of people and the tone they use on your life? Because if you hear people talking angrily all the time, you feed on anger. And unfortunately, some of us start in the morning and the words we hear are angry words. You're going to be angry throughout your day. You have a choice what you feed on. You can't say, well, I can't help it. You can help it. You have a choice which conversations to listen to. You have a choice what to read and what not to read. Because the first choice Adam had was, what do you feed on? What are you feeding on? What words have fed you all these years? Look at your life. Look at the words that surround you. Look at the people that are around you. Look at the words they use, the phrases they use. Pretty soon you start using the same phrases. And you start becoming those words. God said to Adam, you have an option what you eat. And I'm here to tell you, one of the biggest choices you have to make in life is what you feed on. What you feed on. If you feed on fear, you will be timid. If you feed on insults, you have low self-esteem. What do you feed on? Ultimately, what we have to feed on has been told us by Jesus. Jesus says in Luke chapter 4 verse 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. 
Luke chapter 4 verse 4. If you want to feed on something, feed on what God says. Jesus says in John chapter 4 verse 53 to 56. Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. Now, Jesus is not talking about cannibalism here. But he says, you have to eat my flesh. What does that mean? He's, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word was made flesh. When you eat Christ, you are eating the word. If you want to feed, feed on the tree of life. Not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that is going to get you into trouble. You have an option what you feed on. Check your life. Your life is a mirror of your diet. Check your language. It's a mirror of your diet. What you feed on. What you feed on also has to do with the kinds of images you feed on because you will worship and conform to the images you idolize. What are the images in front of you? Think of TV. Think of advertisement, think of movies, think of who are your celebrities, who are your heroes. The second commandment God gave to Israel was that you have no image. Make no images and don't bow to images. The pictures you keep in front of your eyes will shape the image of yourself. The heroes and celebrities you keep before your eyes will mold your image of yourself. Your predominant thoughts will rule your actions. What you spend your quiet moments thinking about will determine your mindset. So what images do you feed on? You cannot feed on pornography and wonder why you are fornicating. You can't. I mean, that's, that's what you're feeding on. You cannot feed on filth and expect to be holy. You cannot feed on defeat and expect to have victory. If everybody around you is talking about how life is hard and how, how things are going down and nothing is working, how do you ever think that you will find the courage to face your future? So the number one big choice you have is what you feed on. And I want you to make a deliberate choice as to the things you feed on, the words you feed on, the images you feed on, you have to make a choice. There are some conversations you must cut out of your life. There are some images you must take out of your life. There are some words you must get out of your system. There are some things you must never listen to. It's okay to keep up with news I think we need more stations that play music, classical music, play jazz, uh, and people just tune in and listen to nice jazz music, you know, you're going to the office. By the time you get to the office, your mind is in a good rhythm. You haven't been annoyed, you haven't been polluted. 
listen to good, good classical music. By the time you get to, to the office, your mind is creative. Your mind is waiting to solve a problem. Now this one says, and you feed on it and feed on it. And whilst you're driving, you're agitated and contributing. You are contributing. You are supporting something. Hey, tell them. Hey, tell them. Hey, that is how. Hey. So you get to the office. They give you a problem, and you are angry. <laughs> you see a client. You are annoyed. Hey, what do you want? What do you want? Hey, hey, hey. You have to monitor what you feed on. Don't live your life on autopilot. Where everything just comes into your mind and you feed on all kinds of junk words, junk conversations that kill your sense of creativity. Because the world is difficult and hard as it is. Don't complicate it. There are enough problems, don't complicate it. Get yourself sorted in a way that you can go and face life and solve life's problems. Tell the person next to you, be careful what you feed on. And tell them you have a choice. The radio doesn't broadcast itself. The TV doesn't turn on itself. The newspaper doesn't read itself. You read it. You turn on. You listen. It's your choice. You have a choice to make. That's the first big choice. What you feed on. And ultimately, feed on Christ. Feed on his word. Feed on faith. And let the word of God build you up. The second big choice you have to make is how you choose to call the things that come your way. How you choose to call the things that come your way. It's a very important choice. And that choice is in Genesis chapter 2, verse 19. And it reads... Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he will call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. God did not call the things. God just brought them. Adam had to name them. It's a choice. How do you name things? Because the label you allow to be placed on you will stick on you. The label you allow to be placed on you will stick on you. You cannot rise above the way you see yourself. You cannot live life beyond the label you have accepted. If you wear the label of weak, you will be weak. If you wear the label of poor, you will be poor. So when somebody... You know, when you're talking, I say, we the poor people. We the poor masses. We the innocent masses. You are not innocent. You have a brain. And you are not a mass. You are an individual. If you want to live the life of the masses, God bless you. Go ahead and live the life of the masses. But as for me, I choose to live the life of Mesotabel, not the life of the masses. What label have you accepted? God said to Adam, whatever you name it, that's the name. If you call it a bull, it's a bull. <laughs> if you call it a cow, it's a cow. 
Whatever you name it, that's how it's going to be. In life, you are going to be faced with a lot of situations. And you have to name them. The children of Israel were told to go to the promised land. And God told them the promised land was given to them. Before they got there, Moses sent seven spies to go and spy out the, uh, 12 spies to go and spy out the land. They came back. Ten of the spies said, the land we went in was great, but the people were giants. They labeled what was presented to them. Giants. When you call your problem a giant problem, you will feel like a dwarf. And so they said, and we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And so were we before them. If you label yourself a grasshopper, every problem will look like a giant. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebe, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensa Otterville. Email Otterville at centralgospel.com or call 0302 